0: Hello everybody and welcome to Unaired. We are back. I'm Ed. I'm John. And with me... Sorry. <laughs> and with me I have my twin brother John.
1: I'm John. Yeah,
0: he... Yeah, you were on episode 6.
1: I was. I was sleep deprived.
0: Yeah, that was, a uh, uh, not a good episode, if we're being honest. Yeah. I, I, I got more sleep this time. I would hope so. So, uh... We went on a little bit of a hiatus. Um, I had some mental health problems and had to step away for a little while. But we are back. And kind of like to go along with the whole mental health problems thing, I have OCD. So like, that's what I was struggling with. Uh, The show that we're covering has a guy who possibly has OCD. So, you know, I thought that was a good fit for the first episode back. The show that we watched this week is called Stark Raving Mad. It aired on NBC from September 23rd, 1999 to July 13th, 2000. Uh, It aired 18 episodes, but 22 were produced, leaving four episodes unaired. And this is weird because the show actually won a People's Choice Award for favorite new television comedy series. How? Yeah, that's what, yeah. I don't know how, but it did. It was still canceled. This show stars Tony Shalhoub. He is a writer named Ian Stark, hence the name Stark Raving Mad. And it also stars Neil Patrick Harris as his book editor, who kind of has to push him into, you know, writing and getting shit done.
1: Which I, I don't know anything about book editing, but I thought editors were only supposed to check for like grammatical errors and stuff like that.
0: No, like I'm in the same boat. I thought that was the same thing. Not like a motivational coach.
1: Yeah, I thought it, I I was very confused because I just assumed he was like super involved in his job.
0: All right, let's get into the show. So it starts off with Henry, played by Neil Patrick Harris. He walks into his boss's office, and there's this like well-known author, and he's like a big fan of him, and he shakes his hand. And he goes, "Oh, I usually don't shake hands," uh, and then he uses hand sanitizer, and. He's like, oh, sorry, it's just hand sanitizer. And the other author's like, oh, I know, and pulls out hand sanitizer, squirts it on his hand.
1: Let's just stop right there. Why are you going to say to somebody you don't even know, just air your dirty laundry like that, just be like, oh, I usually don't shake your hand, and then in front of the guy, put hand sanitizer. That's like, I have OCD. I wouldn't do that to someone. That just sounds insulting. It does, but also kind of flattering. I... I guess? It's like, hey,
0: I don't shake hands, but for you, I'll make an exception. Yeah, actually, you know, that
1: sounds kind of creepy. He doesn't know him from a brick in the wall. He could have just shook his hand, waited till he turned around, used the hand sanitizer. That's the end of it. That's what I would have done.
0: Yes, but there's also a sitcom, John, and that wouldn't be funny. Granted, neither was this, but still. So, uh, his boss is saying goodbye to the author. And she says, I kiss you goodbye, but my lips have been on your ass for the last half hour. Get it? Because oh, ho, ho, ho. Ha. it's comedy. Yeah, so funny. And then she's like, ooh, woo-hoo, we signed him for three more books. And she tries to open up champagne to which Henry says, nah,
1: I'm good. It's nine in the morning. Again, he's a- he's assuming there. He's like, oh, you're opening this to celebrate with me. Like, what if his boss is just a raging alcoholic? she's stark
0: raging mad uh, yeah i wasn't i'm not proud of that one did you write for the show i did (laughs) yeah i was four years old good good so you know she's like oh come look i got good news for you come come look out this window look at this view and he's like no i i have vertigo i can't and then she's like ah just do it so he walks a little closer And like skittishly goes, "Uh yeah, good view. And she says, okay, so you're getting promoted. I'm taking you off of romance novels and pairing you with Ian Stark, the horror writer. And Henry reveals that he is not a fan of the horror genre. And the way he explains it is maybe it stems from when I was younger and a spider spider crawled across my nightlight. Or maybe it was when my upstairs neighbors got murdered.
1: Which I'm willing to bet that it's the first one just because spiders are scary
0: true also he's in new york so like that's That's, not too far-fetched
1: yeah that's just although that's just a wednesday night yeah i mean i don't know i haven't i i don't live in new york
0: yeah i don't either but you know you can assume i've seen friends oh god that's gonna be a nightmare to edit
1: i just i just saw the waveform for that
0: yeah no that's not gonna be fun so then uh, we go into the intro, which it reminded me of like a mix of 30 Rock and the SNL intro. Like the music was very 30 Rock theme song, but it was like random black and white shots of New York.
1: Yeah, yeah, that really threw me off. And then like the, the like transitionary ones are the same thing, but with like, they're like slapping a bass. It's like they're trying to be Seinfeld too. at a bass.
0: Get it? Like the hit film, I Love You Man? No, it it stopped. So Henry, then we cut to Henry. There's a very short scene and it weird. It was like super weird. But Henry's like in his bed reading Ian's book and he's like mumbling, like scared. Every time he like turns a page, it's like Henry. turns a page Henry. and then he just throws the book,
1: which I've never seen somebody like number one, audibly scared from a book. And number two, get startled from a book. Right, right. Except for when somebody like slams a book when you're not paying attention. That's the only time I've ever gotten startled by a book.
0: Well, also the time that the book killed your family.
1: But But you're still here. Am I? John, Ed's been dead for seven years. So,
0: what really weirded me about this scene... Is uh, the fact that it's literally just that part, and then it just cuts after that. So you literally had like a 10-second scene of him in bed reading and then throwing the book. Yeah. It just seems super abrupt and odd.
1: Like, I feel like they could have, like, integrated that a little bit better.
0: Yeah, like, you know, maybe have, like, a branch at his window, and he, like, ducks under the covers or something. Yeah. But, you know, you do you, Neil Patrick Harris. You do you. And then we cut to him going to Ian's apartment. He knocks on the door. Uh, a man o- opens the door. We find out this is Jake, the guy who types up the pages for Ian.
1: Which, let's just stop there real quick. I uh, I was watching this on a very tiny screen without glasses on, and I thought, man, Tony Shalhoub looks really different than I remember.
0: Yeah, um, I'll also give that to you because this is ripped off of a VHS. Like, this is like, pre-DVD, so like this was straight up from well, the was it wasn't
1: pre-DVD.
0: It was like pre-popular DVD. Okay, that's like, fair. Like DVDs weren't like a big, big thing. But anyways, so Jake opens the door and says, oh, I was hoping you were the pizza guy. Henry says, oh, you order a pizza? Nah, I was just hoping. Which I actually kind of liked. I thought that was kind of funny.
1: I mean, yeah, there were a few parts in this show that actually made me chuckle.
0: Yeah, but, like, no more than a chuckle.
1: Yeah, and the thing is that, like, it wasn't a memorable chuckle, because I just remember that I chuckled. I don't remember why I chuckled.
0: Right. Like, if I didn't take notes, this would just all be a blur to you.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: So, he goes, oh, so is Ian here? He goes, yeah, he's in his bedroom. So Henry walks into the bedroom, accidentally knocks over a lamp, and he's talking, thinking that... Ian's just chilling there and he's like, "Oh, sorry. I didn't I didn't mean to break your lamp. I'll pay for it for you and like replace it." And little to his knowledge behind him is Ian just dangling by his neck in a noose. And then it goes to commercial. When we come back from commercial is when Henry turns around and he's like, "Oh shit. Ian Ian done hanged himself." And he's freaking out. Turns out this was all just a practical joke because Ian is a prankster. So, after uh he reveals this is all a prank, Ian's just like, "Well, shit, you broke my lamp, and Henry says, "I thought you were dead,
1: and Ian goes, "Well, that's no excuse to break my lamp which like also he how did he not notice that the lamp was broken? He was in the room the whole time. He could have been like, "By the way, thanks for breaking my lamp What do you mean like he goes, "Hey, you broke my lamp like he, he, act, like he, just, he act like he just he acts like he just uh realize that
0: well he was pretending to be dead his eyes were closed you dingus yeah but if you hear a smash you
1: you go hey you broke my thing oh it's like you broke my thing oh it was the lamp that's what you broke yeah that well he did in his own way i don't know he was a little too startled that something was broken after hearing something break i
0: don't know so they go back into the living room ian shakes his hand and everything And Henry uses hand sanitizer because who what a goofball? He's a germaphobe.
1: And which uh, I just want to I just want to note something real quick. While you were typing up your notes, you misspelled germaphobe after dealing with stuff like this for years. Well, I mean, I'm not a speller. Okay,
0: I'm I'm afraid of letters as well as germs. I'm an alphabetophobe. Oh, shit. So, Henry uses the hand sanitizer, and Ian's like, what the fuck is that? He explains that, like, it's hand sanitizer, and tosses it over to Ian. Ian opens it, sniffs it, and then starts chugging it. And then he licks it. He licks it, too. And then he, like, tosses it back towards Henry, and Henry, like, volleyball, like, bumps it right back. And he's like, nope, that's for you. Which I actually kind of thought was funny.
1: Yeah, I I chuckled at that one.
0: But that was more of, like, Neil Patrick Harris being, like, a goofy mannerism guy. So then they're still discussing, like, this whole, like, arrangement they have where Henry is the new editor, and Ian's dog, named Edgar, comes up and just starts humping Henry's leg. And he says, well, how do I get him to stop? Ian says, with legs like those, uh, I don't think he's going to stop. Which, I don't know if he meant like the dog's legs were strong or if he was complimenting Neil Patrick Harris's legs.
1: Yeah, I was about to mention that. Or what, was he just like, your legs are too weak to shake him off?
0: Right. Like, I wasn't quite sure where he was going with that. Either way. The laugh track ensued. Yeah. The dog goes away and Neil Patrick Harris pulls up his pant leg and squirts hand sanitizer all over his leg.
1: Which, his his pants would be dirty, not his leg. And even if his leg got dirty, the pants would have... Seeped through to the leg, right? And also like,
0: that could ruin your pants. Yeah, that was a nice suit he was wearing. That was. So, Ian goes off on this whole thing about like, oh, it's so weird. There's like web websites dedicated to me, finding out where I live, naked pictures of me. And he goes, Ian or uh, Henry goes, there's naked pictures of you on the internet. Ian goes, yeah, and on the fridge, and like points to a naked picture of himself that he put
1: on the fridge. Which, kudos to him, because Neil Patrick Harris was shocked by what he saw from that far away. Well,
0: I mean, yeah. Did you not know Tony Shalhoub is well-known for his uh, his long
1: dong? I did not. More like bony Shalhoub, am I right?
0: Oh, I was going to say Tony Shlonglube.
1: I think either work. Yeah,
0: we're going to just move on and pretend that never happened. Yeah, you can edit
1: this out, right? Nah, this is staying in. Oh, okay, cool.
0: (laughs) Henry opens up his briefcase, and he's like, okay, so I got these, like, color-coded cards. like, we can kind of, like, riff and figure out, like, what the best course of action is for writing and shit, and, like, everything will work out just fine, and he pulls out this origami swan, and Ian just walks over and
1: lights it on fire and walks away. Which I thought was a nice touch, because I thought he was just gonna rip it up.
0: Yeah, it was kind of unexpected. Much like Tony Shalhoub and his long dong. Yep. Oh, long dong, Tony Shlong Lube. So then we cut to Henry going into a bar saying, yeah, I got a message to uh, meet Ian here. Um, Do you know where he is? Ian the writer. And the bartender goes, you mean Ian the singer? And points to him singing. And he's just like, no, I mean Ian the writer. Because apparently that's funny. Like, haha, he's, he's... He's a singer. I don't like it.
1: Ha. He's a, he's a bad singer.
0: Yeah. And basically, I mean, the bartender. I'm, I,
1: I didn't really hear it super well, so I've, that's just what the joke was. I'm not. I'm not bashing yeah. Tony Shalhoub's singing voice.
0: Right. Like I can't judge. And uh, the bartender kind of explains, like, "Hey, I don't want to get like to know you that well because all of his editors kind of quit because he's a psychopath. So it'd be better if I don't know your name. Bye." And then we get this montage of Ian and Henry with uh, Ian's whole writing process. And he he's a very method like he's kind of like Daniel Day Lewis when he takes on a role in that he does a shitload of random shit to like try and relate. So he runs at uh, Henry where with a chainsaw to cut open like this piece of wood he's holding
1: to cut open the wood. Yes.
0: Yeah. Then we get him dancing on the balcony, and Henry's like, "Well, fuck, don't fall and die." Then they're sword fighting, not with their dinkuses, but like with actual swords.
1: And then, and and then like, Neil Patrick runs around and hits him, and then and then it's like a, oh, he's he's really into this. Yeah, it
0: was like a playful, like he swatted him on the tookus, Yeah, I thought that was kind of fun. So, then. Henry is sitting down on the couch talking to Jake. And he's just like, well, shit, I don't know what to do anymore. This is this is way too tough. And he picks up a box right next to him. And Ian's just chilling in the couch trying to scare him.
1: As one does.
0: Yeah, he wants to figure out how one would react if they found a severed head just chilling. And then Henry's like, fuck it, I quit. This is way too much. And ian goes off on him like oh you're just scared and then henry gets super profound like okay well maybe you're the one who's scared scared of writing of failing or of finding out your worst fear is true that you're a one book wonder and then he walks out and then it's nighttime henry's asleep in his bed and jake sneaks into the window wakes him up and he's just like hey i brought you some uh some of ian's work he wrote for the first time in like a year so I want you to read it. Oh, this is a nice apartment you got. How do you afford this place?
1: He's like, my daddy bought it for me.
0: Pretty much. He's like, my dad helps me with the rent. Oh, what does he do? He's a trader. Like a trade, like a day trader type thing. But Jake goes, a trader? And the government lets him walk around?
1: Which I, I like that joke. I like I like the next part where he refers to his dad as a turncoat.
0: Yeah, he calls him a turncoat. He sh- even after he's explained like, no, he's like a stockbroker. He's like, okay, yeah, you and your uh, turncoat father. I did like that part. Then we get a montage of Ian narrating the book, Jake typing it up, and Henry reading it, making little notes. And then we're in the office again, the like publishing office. And Henry's boss is just like, wow, this is amazing. This man-. And then Henry goes, yeah, this man's a genius. He's also a raving lunatic, so get him away from me. I haven't eaten, I haven't slept, I haven't shaved. And the boss goes, you haven't shaved? Because he's got like a baby face still. He goes, yeah, you just got to feel it right here under the chin. I like that goof. Because it reminded me of that scene, that one scene in Family Matters, where Urkel shaves, and he just does like a quick little shik. He goes, I hate shaving. Every once a month.
1: And I do that?
0: Did you? I didn't. Oh, okay. Could have sworn it was. Gito. I didn't really
1: like, have much to contribute to that, so I figured I'd just quote him.
0: Okay, that's fine. I can cut that out. Good old Sonic the <laughs>
1: Hedgehog. Yep. Please cut that out.
0: Yeah. So, um, Henry basically like threatens to jump out of a window if he doesn't get a new author to edit for, and she's like, "Fine, you can work with whoever you want. Whoever you want, just come down." And Henry goes, "And I want a raise." Oh well, in that case, you will have to jump. And then we cut to Henry. He's uh, with the other author, the one that he met in the beginning with the hand That's sanitizer. he's exactly like him. He is. He's got, like, color-coded note cards, and he's, like, got a little, like, metal pointer, and he's like, so as you can see, where the green meets the blue is where we go to yellow. And, and stuff he like start, that.
1: he starts asking about Bueller.
0: So Henry's, like, super bored, and he just takes his pen and starts trying to sword fight with the pointer. And the guy's like, "No, what are you doing? Why why are you doing that? And this is when Henry realizes, well, shit, maybe I should work with Ian. So we cut to Ian's apartment. Ian and Jake walk in. And Henry's just dangling there from the harness where the noose was. And he, like, fucked up putting it on. So he's just kind of chilling, hanging there. He's hanging out. And he's like, please help. I tried to do the, the hanging prank and uh, I got stuck. And every time the AC turns on, I start spinning. And, you know, they both like are just like, well, you know, this this could definitely work out. We're both good for each other, so let's stick together and stay working
1: together. And, and he never says yes. He just kind of... He just kind of rolls with it. Yeah, and he turns off the light.
0: Well, no, before that, we get one of my favorite lines. Where he's just like, ah, this harness is killing me. No wonder only women play Peter Pan. Because, like, get it? It's his balls in the harness. So anyways. uh, Ian turns off the lights on him. And he goes, wait, a little help? And then Edgar starts running up towards him. He goes, no, not you, Edgar. And that's the end of the episode. Yeah. So it wasn't, like, the worst thing. It wasn't great. But, you know, it wasn't terrible. Yeah. So, John, had this show not been canceled, what kind of episodes do you think we would have seen?
1: Uh, I would have liked the next few episodes were just him still in the harness, just kind of coaching him from there.
0: Like Neil Patrick Harris legitimately
1: got stuck in the harness. Yeah, exactly. And he just gets like fed, has like has a bathroom pot underneath him. Oh, jeez. Well, I mean, he's 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 not going to go on the floor. That's true. That's unsanitary. Exactly.
0: See, okay, so I have a few episodes planned out, and I got some great names for him. You ready? All right. All right, so the first one, It's this. I have two seasons kind of planned out. Uh, this takes place in the first season. It's called Flight Risk. Do they Risk.
1: all include Neil Patrick Harris? Because he's fantastic. They do. All right.
0: So the episode's called Flight Risk. And Ian decides, like, hey, I got to do some travel into some spooky places to kind of get more inspiration for this novel. But Henry's never been on a plane before. So he's, like, super nervous about it. And there's, like, a whole exchange, like, you've never flown before? Well, I mean, I took the elevator once, but it was too fast, so I only do stairs now. And then they go into this whole tirade, like, you work on the 20th floor. I know, it's painful, but my butt looks great. Because, like, he's doing all the stairs. Yeah. And, like... I do stairs all the time, and my butt looks fantastic. So, like, I relate. So, Ian, he's like a big prankster, you know? So what he does is he bribes the pilot, so the pilot starts, like, freaking out with the plane, like, oh, no, you guys got to jump, and gives him parachutes. And Ian makes Henry jump. Whoa,
1: whoa, 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 whoa. You think they got enough money to just charter their own plane? I've, I mean they're they're riding first class in just a regular plane.
0: No, no, it's like one of those mini planes, you idiot.
1: Well, that's that just seems ridiculous. I don't think his character would go on there. John, it's a TV show. It's got to be
0: grounded in reality, Ed. Well, he will be grounded once he jumps out of the plane. So yeah, he uh jumps out of the plane. Like, this is how the episode ends. Like, the whole episode is him, like, prepping him to get onto the plane. Like, they do, like, a fake little simulation where he stands on the balcony, and they do a big Titanic reference where, like, Henry's standing up on the balcony, and Ian's holding him from behind.
1: And he's like, never let go. And he's like, I won't. And he's like, no, seriously, don't let go. This is very scary. Exactly.
0: And then at the end of the episode is when, like, the pilot, like, shakes the plane and goes, you guys gotta jump. So ian makes henry jump henry jump and he's like screaming like ah
1: because that's how he screams apparently
0: yeah and then ian goes that was great thanks bud and like slips the pilot like a 20 and the pilot fixes the plane and that's the end of the episode i'm i'm really concerned about this
1: pilot's integrity that he'd do this over a 20
0: oh yeah well this was the 90s john 20 dollars could buy you a house this is true and now $20 can't even buy you House on DVD.
1: It can buy you one disc.
0: It can buy you, like, maybe season one. So, John, do you have any other episodes?
1: Uh, I'd like to see an episode where, that takes place in that bar. And Henry's just freaking out about, like, how dirty the bar is. Just because a lot of bars aren't super cleanly. And uh, then he has to go to use the bathroom. So he walks into the bar bathroom and it's just a montage of him scrubbing the place clean. And then then it's closing time and they don't even let him use the bathroom.
0: Do you think like maybe this episode could be just him kind of like trying to take control of the bar by like micromanaging and cleaning everything? Yeah, yeah. And there could be like a joke where like, Ian walks in and, like, in Cheers, instead of Norm, they go, Ian! Instead of going,
1: Norm! For se- I confused Henry and Ian for a second when you said that, and I was like, that doesn't sound like his name. That's fair. I thought you were going to say you confused Cheers and Frasier, which I don't know why. I mean, like- they were off. Yeah. But, yeah, there's that episode. Uh, All right, picture this. Ian gets really really angry, so to blow off some steam, he goes to an e d m concert with glow sticks and uh and the whole lot did they have e d m back in nineteen ninety nine uh he goes to an eiffel sixty five concert with okay. uh with glow sticks and and the whole the whole shebang well the glow sticks have to be blue da exactly and it's it's stark raving mad ah
0: uh, that's the name of the episode exactly or stark raving bad because he like doesn't do good at the rave
1: yeah he th- he thinks it's exactly what he needed and he finds out that uh that the the one eiffel 65 song he knows was uh the only reason that he was there
0: yeah and they don't they obviously aren't gonna play that till the end uh, yeah it's how they keep you in there but yeah, no, that could work i like the name and, like, he could try and, like, make some weird justification for, like, going, like, oh, it'll help me with my novel. Yeah, exactly. And, he's, and Henry's like, how is that going to help? He's And then
1: he's just like, I don't know. Why don't you tell me, Mr. Author?
0: Yeah. And he's like, who's the author here? Like, that type of thing.
1: Yeah. And then the laugh track goes because it's not actually really that funny.
0: Right. All right. So my next my next episode is going to be the season one finale, all right? Mm-hmm. It's going to be called Content is King. I think you can see where I'm going with this. I, I don't. okay.
1: So Does it have some kind of monarchy involved?
0: Uh, no, but, like, the name is referenced, sort of. So Ian's finished his book because it's the end of the first season, mm-hmm. and it's, like, the wrap party for, like, his book, I don't know if they have rap parties for book, but you know what I say. That wasn't worse.
1: It's just the three people that worked on it.
0: Right. And uh guess who shows up? His rival, Stephen King.
1: Oh, I get it.
0: Yeah, cuz they're both horror writers. And he's like super jealous cuz now he's not the king of horror. He's got uh he's got Ian kind of chasing that throne. He's coming for him. So he decides he's going to sabotage the party. And Henry overhears him, and Stephen King's like, oh shit, now I'm found out. And Henry's just like, oh no, that fool tricked me into jumping out of a plane. I'll help you. So like, Henry's in on it, because he's tired of being pranked. So while Ian is giving a speech, they dump a bucket of pig's blood on him. That's
1: exactly where I thought
0: you were going with this. Oh yeah. And like they're like laughing their asses off, and they're like, oh this is great. But it backfires because Ian starts laughing. He's just like, "This is fucking amazing," because Ian can appreciate a good prank.
1: And then, and then he starts throwing shit across the room with his mind.
0: Exactly, and blowing up cars and shit. But okay, so now we're gonna move into season two of my pitch. So this one's called "Howard, You Doing?" And that 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 name's gonna come back in a second. You're gonna realize why. So. Season two is going to be about uh, Ian's book being optioned for a movie. And he doesn't really want to, like, give up all the creative freedom on it. So him and Henry are attached as producers. So, like, that's how they're going to be along for the ride. And Ron Howard is going to be directing. That's where the name comes from. Howard, you doing? Mm -hmm. Get it? It's a pun. I, I, I get it. Yeah. So in this episode, Ron Howard decides, hey, you know what? I can't find a good actor for this. Henry, you look like you'd fit the role. So he kind of forces Henry to be in the movie. And there's going to be like a line, like, I don't act. Well, I mean, I did play a doctor that one time, but I was so young then. Get it? Because he was Doogie Hauser. I-, I get it. It's like a reference. And Ian kind of like tells him like, okay, you know what? I'll be here with you and help you out along the way, but you need to do this to break out of your show. And it's going to be kind of like a nice little role reversal. So like, instead of like Henry helping out Ian, Ian is helping out Henry this season. Hmm. 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 Huh. Huh. So do you have any other episodes, John?
1: Uh... No.
0: You don't? Okay. So, that means it's time for the finale. So, this whole season is about, like, the movie being made and everything. Henry ends up getting, like, rave reviews as an actor after the movie comes out. And Ian is like, well, shit, like, I helped do that. And he's, like, super pumped. But now he's coming to terms with the fact that uh, Henry is no longer just going to be his editor because he's a super famous actor. So there's going to be, like, this whole, like, heartfelt, like, ending where they both realize, hey, like, we're still friends, but we got to move on. And, you know, the last scene is going to be Ian explaining to him that He's going to be explaining to Henry that he's going to take a break from writing and move to San Francisco. And Henry is going to be like, well, okay. I mean, I'm going to be in LA so we can still see each other all the time. Well, goodbye, Ian. And then Ian goes, oh no, Ian was just my pen name. My real name is Adrian Monk. And it turns out that it's just a prequel to Monk. And when he moves to San Francisco, his wife gets murdered and then he ends up turning into like he a detective. turns into Henry. He turns into it. Yeah, basically turns into a detective with OCD.
1: See my my thought for the finale is Ian gets murdered in a very gruesome way, and Henry notices some similarities to the the novels, and he goes through the whole rigmarole of. Uh, Reading through the novels, and uh, he basically tries to solve the crime through the novels.
0: And then he cuts off Ian's face and moves to San Francisco San Francisco, and says, hey, I'm Adrian Monk. Exactly. And he, like, silence of the lambs it, like, just puts it on his face. Not silence of the lambs, Leatherface. That's what I was thinking Texas of. Chainsaw? Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> either of those could work. So... Uh that's gonna do it for our first episode back. It is a short one. It is a it is a shorter one. Um so check out our website. Are you gonna podcast. cut out a lot
1: of the awkward pauses? Yeah. Okay, good. So uh, I left like out right after I said that there was an awkward
0: pause. <laughs> yeah.
1: Maybe leave that one in. No. Oh.
0: <laughs> so thank you for listening. Um, we're going to stick to the same release schedule we had in the past, where it's three episodes a month, and then we're going to have an episode of bloopers at the end of each month. Uh, at the time, the current time, we do not have a permanent co-host, so what it's going to be is John's going to come in every once in a while and do an episode or two. Uh, I'll be getting a couple different guests, uh, mainly people I've been friends with before. That sounded weird. Uh, some of my friends who have done podcasts before and you know, it's going to work out. Well, it's, it's going to be a thing. We're going to truck along. John, stop me.
1: Stop. Stop. Okay. Nailed it. There we go.
0: So thank you for listening. Uh, follow us on Twitter. We're at unaired podcast. Uh, we're going to start using that again now that the show is coming back. Uh, should we have a website? unairedpodcast.com subscribe to us on itunes leave a review if you are so kind and yeah that's pretty much it john anything that you would like to add
1: uh i'll be less awkward next time i'm on i didn't really prepare for this one because i thought it'd be funnier if i didn't prepare and it's just uh it just gave me anxiety
0: oh gee and who told you not to do that and to prepare for the episode
1: Jesus.
0: Oh, we. So. Okay. uh, Thanks for listening, guys. Um, Shout out to sounds like an earful dot com for the theme song that we use. And that's going to do it for this episode back. Yeah, it is kind of a short one, but, you know, I feel like you're just
1: lengthening it by continuing talking about all this stuff.
0: Well, I mean, I'd be done if you don't keep interrupting me.
1: All right. That was rude, I apologize. Apology accepted.
0: Uh, thanks for listening. I'm Ed. I'm John. And just remember, some things are better left unaired. Bye guys. <laughs> Don't ever do that again. <laughs>